Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Welcome and thank you for listening to the New Christian Podcast. I am so grateful that you have subscribed and that you're listening to this podcast. Please leave a comment on my social media so that I can see where you are listening from. If you can, it, you can reach out to me on my social media at facebook.com forward slash preacher Jim C. You can also find me on my YouTube channel, also called Preacher Jim C. The way that you can subscribe to this podcast is by going to the podcast platform that you listen most often, whether that be Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Google Podcast. Search for my name, James Chambers, and there you will see the new Christian podcast. Click that subscribe button and you'll receive weekly updates on this podcast. Like always, and uh, this, uh, this week, uh, in today's podcast, we're going to again look at doctrines. Uh, remember, we've been walking through the Reformed doctrines, uh, normally or most often associated with John Calvin and the acronym TULIP, uh, and we're going to be looking at the U in TULIP today, which is unconditional election. As I discussed last week, and that I've uh, been discussing the last few weeks, we're looking at this Reformed doctrine that is commonly associated with John Calvin and Reformed theology. Unconditional election is the U in the TULIP, T-U-L-I-P, part of the Reformed theology. The others that we'll be discussing is limited atonement, irresistible grace, and we've already discussed the sovereignty of God, total depravity, and perseverance of the saints. So let's dive right in and take a look at this Reformed theology. Unconditional election, simply put, is a doctrine also sometimes called sovereign election or unconditional grace is a doctrine relating to predestination that describes the actions and motives of God prior to his creation of the world. When he predestined someone or some people to receive salvation, the elect, and the rest he left to continue in their sin. Let's dive in and take a look, a closer look at this doctrine. The Reformed view of election, known as unconditional election, means that God does not, for, does not foresee any action or condition on our part that induces him to save us. Rather, election rests on God's sovereign decision to save whomever he pleases to save. In the book of Romans, we find a discussion of this difficult concept. In Romans chapter 9, verses 10 through 13, it says this, 
And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Here, the Apostle Paul is giving his exposition of the doctrine of election. He deals with it significantly also in Romans chapter 8. But here, he illustrates his teaching of the doctrine of election by going back into the past of the Jewish people and looking at circumstances surrounding the birth of the twins, Jacob and Esau. In the ancient world, it is customary for the firstborn son to receive the inheritance or the patriarchal blessing. However, in the case of these twins, God reversed the process and gave the blessing not to the elder, but the younger. The point that the Apostle Paul is laboring here is that God not only makes this decision prior to the twins' birth, he does it without a view to anything they did or they would do, <clears throat> excuse me, either good or evil, so that the purposes of God might stand. Therefore, our salvation does not rest on us. It rests solely on the gracious, sovereign decision of God. This doesn't mean that God will save people whether they come to faith or not. Hear me on that. There are conditions that God decrees for salvation, not the least of which is putting one's personal trust in Christ. However, that is a condition of justification, and the doctrine of election is something else. When we talk about unconditional election, we're talking in a very narrow, confined confine of the doctrine of election itself. So, then, on what basis does God elect to save certain people, you might ask? Is it on the basis of some foreseen reaction, response, or activity of the elect? Many people who have a doctrine have a doctrine of election or predestination look at it this way. They believe that in eternity past, God looked down through the corridors of time and he knew in advance who would say yes to the offer of the gospel and who would say no. On the basis of his prior knowledge of those who will meet the conditions of salvation, that is, expressing faith or belief in Christ, he elects to save them. This is conditional election, which means that God distributes his electing grace on the basis of some foreseen condition that human beings meet themselves. Unconditional election is another term 
that I think might make other reform folks folks can be a bit misleading okay so I <clears throat> I like to call it or, or I I prefer to use the term sovereign election okay let's have you here's a question if God chooses sovereignly to bestow his grace on some sinners and withhold his grace from other sinners is there any violation of justice in this? Or here's another question. Do those who who do not receive this gift receive something they do not deserve? The answer is of course not. If God allows these sinners to perish, is he treating them unjustly? Of course not. One group receives grace and the other receives justice. No one receives injustice. Paul anticipate, anticipates this protest in Romans chapter 9, verse 14, when he says this, quote, What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means, end quote. He answers it with the most emphatic response he can muster. I kind of prefer to translate the translation of this, quote, God forbid, instead of by no means, right? God forbid. Then he goes on to amplify his response by saying this in verse 15, for he says in verse 15 to Moses, I will have mercy on him and I will, I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion, right? So he he's emphatically saying, it's up to me, right? God, it's up to me. Here the apostle is reminding his readers of what Moses declared centuries before, namely that it is God's divine right to execute clemency when and where he desires. He says, from the beginning, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, right? It is not on those who meet some condition, but on those whom he is pleased to bestow the benefit, right? So that covers a small portion of unconditional election. I want to thank you so much for tuning in uh, to this week's New Christian Podcast. And if you have any prayers, you, you would like any prayers or have any questions about this or any other doctrine or any other message that you've listened to on this podcast, I want you to email me and email me at the ministry. And you can contact me at triplepministriesjc at gmail.com. That's triplepministriesjc at gmail.com. And you have... A blessed week. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm uh, dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, links, links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C., my YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day.